Welcome to the Shulamite Podcast, an extension of Shulamite Ministries and Shulamite.com, with weekly interviews and teaching with author and speaker Martha Kilpatrick and hosted by John Enslow. This weekly podcast is a way to stay connected to the ministry. So come experience anointed messages, not giving just another method, but a living impartation. Well, in our podcast coming up for the next couple weeks, we're going to be having a special guest. We invited Charles Karin to come up and spend time with us and to actually bring a blessing and uh, dedicate this new storehouse. And so I had never met him personally, but Martha and a number of our body members have known him for some 30 years. And I was so privileged to be able to meet him. He is an absolute amazing man. If I could describe him in a single word, I would say the word would be lavish. He's a lavish giver. He's a lavish giver of the word. He's a lavish giver of himself. And he's a lavish giver of love. And the power of God comes through him in a lavish way. And it's absolutely precious. So we had him come and he spoke and he prayed and we did meetings with him. And I wanted to share him with you. And so I wanted to open this up and allow him to speak. We interact with him. There's conversations between his son-in-law and daughter and us and Charles, and there's teaching and there's just amazing revelation. And the amazing thing is, is that the message that they were bringing really, really resonated with where we've been going in the podcast, dealing with triggers, dealing with childhood trauma, dealing with all these things. They brought a message that really, really just joined in with that without ever knowing. The Spirit just amazingly brought it all together. So I just really wanted to bring this to you and to allow you to experience it. It's going to be a number of weeks that we will uh, unfold these messages, and I hope they really bless you. I thank you for listening, and I bless you for being a part of our family and for really standing with us. All I can say is that these podcasts are incredible life and have our family all around the world be able to listen to these meetings that are just very intimate, informal, and beautiful. And so thank you, bless you, I love you, and I appreciate you for listening. I hope you enjoy the interaction between us and Charles Carlin and his family. And now, let's bring out our special guest. All right, if I can remember that, <laughs> that goes back 37 years. Um, pipto means to fall, and when the young man fell asleep when Paul was long preaching, that was pipto. But when the apostle Paul, and he was dead, when the apostle Paul fell on him, that was epipipto. Now, it's just simple Greek words, and I haven't even thought of them in years, and Buddy mentioning that. But the difference between pipto and falling from the, the upper window, or falling as Paul did upon him, one is to embrace with affection. Now, 
when the young fella fell out of the balcony, he didn't embrace that fall with affection. <clears throat> when the apostle <clears throat> Paul, <clears throat> pardon, fell on him, that was embraced with affection. Now, what is the difference in those two falls? There's love in one, not in the other. There was no love <clears throat> when the young man dozed off to sleep and fell and broke his neck or whatever. There was no love. But when Paul fell on him, the overwhelming presence was love. Love for him as a man, love for him as a creation of God, especially love for him as a young person now in great need. And the only one who could supply that great need was God Almighty himself. And how was he going to do that? He was going to do that with a demonstration of his love. It wasn't just Paul falling on the young guy with love, but it was as Paul did that. The love of God embraced him. Now, the message there for us is key. You and I can pat somebody on the back. We can shake their hand. We can acknowledge them, salute them. And it be absolutely barren as a piece of brick. Or we can do that with love. And when we do that with love, then God himself joins that moment. Now this is key, because pastors can preach sermons only mechanically, methodically, and give you the statistics and the scripture location and the fact, and it be totally dead and barren of love. That can happen. I'm not saying it does, but I'm saying it can happen. And the crisis for the church is assuming that we can function apart from the love of God, and we can't. We can't. It's not simple, simply a matter that it doesn't work as well. It doesn't work at all. Without the love of God injected into what we do, it is barren and stale. Now, that doesn't apply just to the church and service. It applies to the whole of life. Um, we can go about our whatever our work, our employment may be. We can do that in a perfunctory sort of way without ever thinking about the necessity of love. But we can transform our work, our job, from one of just a perfunctory service into one in which the motivation and the empowerment becomes the love of God. We preachers can preach sermons purely methodically. I don't recommend that at all. I think it's a fallacy, but it's done. Preachers can write out their sermons, and I, I know that, that it is done, 
and the Board of Elders has to read the sermon and approve it before they dare speak it. And if the elders don't give their approval, then it can't be preached. Well, the elder is not the one to whom judgment must be committed in the evaluation of a gospel message. The one who does the evaluation is God himself. And if God approves of the message, then God will automatically bestow the anointing and presence of the Holy Spirit upon it. I don't think it's a complicated thing to get the presence of God into the pulpit, into the sermon, into the service, if we pursue it with that concept in mind, that when we gain the approval of God, the um, appearance of God is an automatic thing. And if we're going to give old number 47 this Sunday, and number 412 the following Sunday, simply because we pastors don't want to be bothered with writing another sermon, and people don't remember them anyway, so why bother to start with? Just go ahead and do a regrind on something that's old and outdated and put a new fresh adjectives with it, and everybody will be happy, and the offering will be swell, and uh, the church will be happy. Well, that's all religious trash. That is all religious trash. Because what we want <clears throat> are messages inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you this, it does not come because we pastors stand behind the pulpit and open the Bible and God quickly grabs his chance. It does not work that way. It does not. Um, the modern church, I would say, in an enormous proportion has lost sight of what gospel really is. That gospel is not just preaching truth accurately and in alignment with Scripture, but gospel is having the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the preached word. Because we, we preachers are not the ones that get so smart, so eloquent, so well-trained that we can kind of hypnotize the people and they think they've heard something wonderful. That's not gospel. Gospel is when we preach and the Holy Spirit anoints. And without the anointing, there is no gospel preaching. I don't care how well-trained we are, uh, how experienced we are, uh, without the anointing, and presence of the Holy Spirit. All, I love this old hymn. We used to sing it in my Baptist church. All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Let us pray that holy manna may be scattered all around. Then he goes on to say, Let us love our God supremely, let us love each other too. Let us love and pray for sinners that our God their souls renew. Then we'll love them still the better. Take them to our kind embrace. Journey with them on to glory, there to sing redeeming grace. And it all flows. It all flows. 
we've we've been in services where we were hoping it would start flowing <laughs> and it perhaps did or did not but the ministry of the gospel and i don't know where i got off on this tangent but the ministry of the gospel is simply the one in the pulpit having his ears open to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches because if the Spirit is not saying it to the churches, the churches are not hearing anything worth hearing. The program works that way. Like it or not. We hope you've enjoyed the Shulamite podcast. For all the latest from Shulamite Ministries, please visit us at shulamite.com, where you'll find Martha's daily devotions, posts from getalongwithgod.com, and the online library of all of Martha's writings. At Shulamite.com, downloading the free Shulamite app is easy, and livingchristianbooks.com is only a click away. Thank you for joining us on this journey to discover a God worth knowing.